Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. And with some people trapped in homes. They have uh, significant damage. These espionage claims against Mr. Gershkovich are absolutely ludicrous. Raging war in Europe after the Russian invasion of menacing China. The Biden family allegedly received over a million bucks from China. The unprecedented indictment of a former president of the United States. Kids shouldn't be afraid to go to school. Protesters and demonstrators your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right, welcome in. It is News and Views, new week, new day. And uh, Trump Force One has landed at LaGuardia Airport in New York City. And uh, Donald Trump made it all the way down the steps without falling down, unlike the yes. uh, current president. The uh, president got there a day early. He will be arraigned tomorrow, and then he will fly back to uh, Florida. He will address the nation tomorrow night. It's going to be interesting. It's <laughs> This whole thing is so bizarre. I mean, the grand jury nor the DA, Alvin Bragg's office, is allowed to leak anything. That is a felony. That There is a felony in, the, in this case. That is a felony. And obviously something has been leaked, but... Uh, uh, they're not facing any charges, only Donald Trump. And will there be a gag order? That's uh, what a lot of people are wondering. He goes before Judge Juan Manuel Merchant. Supposed to probably be a half hour in, in court, and then he'll go back to Florida. But will there be a gag rule? In other words, we are setting you up. We're doing everything we can do to make sure you lose the next, um, just lose. I, I, I really don't know. I, I, and on, I said, I, my hunch is they want him to lose. However, maybe they want him to win because they think it would be easier for them to beat a damaged Donald Trump. I, I'm not sure this is actually going to damage him, though. Uh, New York City Mayor Eric Adams, this is, this is humorous, this is laughable. He and the New York Police Department commissioner hosted a briefing earlier today regarding security preparations. Now, there's no threat. And uh, they have to orchestrate any time Republicans, they can make Republicans look bad as if they're rioting, a.k.a. the January 6th deal. But um, they got together and the, the mayor said, quote, control yourselves. New York City is our home, not a playground for your misplaced anger. We are the safest large city in America because we respect the rule of law. <laughs> the uh, commissioner went on to say, our job is to facilitate and safeguard the rights of people to express themselves and those going about their daily activities. But I will remind everyone that violence and destruction are not a part of legitimate lawful expression and it will never be tolerated in our city. But people we know uh, that we serve, they know how clear we are. Yeah, this, is, this is bizarre. You stop and think about it. Alvin Bragg's office is supposed to be convicting crime, true crime. And yet rapists and murderers and thieves and carjackers, they get away with whatever they want to do. I mean, you've got thugs in New York City that just go walk down the sidewalk and cold cops somebody just for the sake of doing it. They are not being 
try it. I mean, Alvin Bragg has come out and said, I'm not going to try those cases. And yet they do go after Donald Trump. And what, at the same time, the mayor and the police commissioner come out and say, oh, yeah, we're all about, we're all about enforcing the rule of law. No, you're not. This is a long piece, but this is, this is worth the listen. Victor Davis Hanson, who is probably one of the smartest men alive in our country right now, just great insights. If you ever watch Tucker Carlson, he's on there every now and then. Oh, I say every now and then. He's probably on there about once a week at least. Uh, he's written a piece called Indict One and All. He says, as we await the publication of the all-impending indictments of Trump by the Manhattan District Attorney Bragg, Americans are trying to figure out what constitutes an indictable offense for current and retired public officials. Most legal experts, right and left, have noted one... Bragg promised in advance that he would try to find a way to indict Trump. His prior boasts are reminiscent of Stalin's secret police enforcer, Lavrenti Vieira's quip, Show me the man and I'll show you the crime. Nancy Pelosi gave the game away when she said that Trump had to prove his innocence if he's presumed guilty. Yeah, the, the the standard is you're presumed innocent until proven guilty, but not with not with uh, uh, Pelosi. Two, no former president has ever been indicted, and for good reason. Such prosecutions would be viewed as persecution and render all former presidents veritable targets of every publicly uh, publicity hungry and politically hostile local, state, and federal prosecutor. They would reduce the presidency to third world norms. That's exactly what they've done here. Three, Trump is currently ahead in the polls for the Republican nomination to face Democrat incumbent Biden. By the way, as a side note, and I'll get to this more in detail, but Cousin Eddie, Joe Biden, came out today, or his people came out today, his handlers came out today, and said Joe is going to further delay any announcement for him running for the presidency. Uh, Maybe until even this fall if he runs at all. Four, at least two left-leaning federal and state prosecutors previously have passed on the same evidence Bragg is now using for his indictments. Five, Bragg's chief witness, Michael Cohen, is a felon and a self-confessed liar with deep personal hatred of Trump, a fact well known to all potential prosecutors. And by the way, there have been talking heads that have said Bragg could actually lose his position if he puts Cohen out there knowing that he's a uh, perjurer, a liar. Six, the current indictment follows a long line of historical harassments of Donald Trump, including the first incident of two impeachments of a sitting president, the first impeachment trial of a president as a private citizen, and the first FBI armed raid of a retired president's home, the first instance of an FBI director leaking confidential presidential conversations to the media for the purpose of appointing a special counsel to remove a president. Such unevenness also raises questions about the equal application of our laws as they apply to all other officials current and out of office. Or to put it another way, Victor Davis Hanson says, what crime did Trump not do that others did with either impunity or without even being arrested, or for that matter, harassed by the media? Here are a sample of 20. One, Trump did not violate federal law, as Hillary Clinton did, by destroying federally subpoenaed emails and devices in order to hide evidence. 
Two, Trump did not violate federal law as Hillary Clinton did by sending classified government communications on her own through an unsecured home server. Three, Trump did not violate federal law as Hillary Clinton did by hiring through three paywalls a fire national who is prohibited from working on presidential campaigns to compile a dossier to smear her presidential opponent. Four, Trump did not violate campaign laws, as Hillary Clinton did, by hiding her payments as legal services to Christopher Steele through bookkeeping deceptions. Five, Trump did not, as Bill Clinton did, use a crony to search out a high-paying New York job for a former affair partner in order to influence her testimony before a special counsel. Great point. Six, Trump did not, as Bill Clinton did, receive a $500,000 honorarium for speaking in Moscow while his wife was the Secretary of State, and she approved a longstanding and lucrative des uh, desire of the Kremlin for North American uranium to be sold to a Russian consortium. Seven, Trump did not, as Barack Obama promised Vladimir Putin that he would be flexible on missile defense if, during his own re-election bid, Putin would, in return, give him space, that quid pro quo arrangement led to the U.S. abandonment of a key joint missile defense system with Poland and the Czech Republic. Eight, Trump did not boast publicly, as Joe Biden did, that he used U.S. foreign aid monies as leverage to have the Ukrainian government fire a prosecutor who may have been looking into the Trump family efforts to sell influence to corrupt Ukrainian interest. Nine, Trump did not, as the Bidens did, set up a family consortium to leverage monies from Ukraine, Russia, and China on their shared expectations that he might soon run and be elected president and become compromised. Trump is not mentioned as Joe Biden in family business communications as a recipient of a 10% commission on such payoffs. Ten, Trump did not, unlike Joe Biden, remove presidential papers without any authority to declassify them and leave them scattered and unsecured in a garage in various residences and offices. Eleven, Trump did not, as the FBI did, wipe clean subpoenaed mobile home, uh, phone records. Twelve, Trump did not, as the FBI head Andrew McCabe admittedly did, lie under oath on four different occasions to federal investigators. Thirteen, Trump did not, as... CIA Director John Brennan admittedly lied on two occasions while under oath to U.S. Congress. Fourteen, Trump did not, as Director of National Intelligence James Clapper admittedly did, that is, lie on one occasion to the U.S. Congress. Fifteen, Trump did not, as James Comey did, claim amnesia or ignorance 245 times while under oath before the U.S. Congress. 16. Trump did not, as FBI Director James Comey summarized a confidential private conversation with a president, then deliberately leak that classified memo to the media for his own agenda of appointing a special counsel to investigate the president, which turned out to be his friend, Robert Mueller. 17. Trump did not, as Robert Mueller did, claim ignorance while under oath when asked about the Steele dossier and Fusion GPS and the catalyst of for Mueller's own investigation. Well, I don't remember. Trump did not, as a private citizen and former Secretary of State John Kerry did, meet clandestinely while out of office with Iranian officials to help them resist U.S. current policy towards Iran, or what the Boston Globe characterized as unusual shadow diplomacy to apply pressure on the Trump administration from the outside. 19. Trump did not, as the FBI and the CIA did, pay clandestine money to Twitter 
to monitor and smother news stories deemed unhelpful to their agendas. 20. Trump did not, as then-Senate Minority Leader Chucky Schumer did, whip up a mob at the doors of the Supreme Court by threatening two sitting justices by name to intimidate them concerning an impeding, an impending rather judicial ruling. Remember what he said, quote, I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You, don't, you won't know what hit you. And by the way, if you want a genuine example of an attempt to overthrow their government, this is it. Why isn't Schumer being charged with insurrection? The, the, the Supreme Court is an equal branch of our federal government, the judiciary. And yet Schumer goes up there and threatens them. Now, what did Trump say during his speech? Peacefully go down and influence Congress. What did Schumer... I mean, Schumer directly threatened, threatened by name. Kavanaugh, Gorsuch, you won't know what hit you. Has anything ever happened? Has anybody ever even brought anything up about going after Chuckles the Clown Schumer? This is a, a fantastic... And, and David Hansen goes on, but you get the point. This is unbelievable, and it's an unbelievable double standard, and our country is is going to be hurting. But listen to listen though. This is this is something that you need to consider. The bright side of this coin. Every time liberals do something like this, it comes back and kicks them in the rear end. It bites them in the butt. Remember when Harry Reid came out and said, "We're going to go with the nuclear option." We're, we're, you know, the, the, when it comes to uh, judicial nominees, it's just going to be a straight up and down vote. And what happened? It came back and bite, bit them. And Mitch McConnell ended up getting more conservative justices through. He didn't make up the rules. Harry Reid made up the rules. This is going to come back. Mark my words, at some point, the Democrats, the progressives, the liberals will regret that they did this. Now, David Hansen, Victor Davis Hansen, makes the point that we cannot, the, the conservatives, they need to be careful that they don't play by the same rules the Democrats play by. I mean, it really is, uh, you know, one ball team gets five outs in an inning, the other ball team gets one out in an inning. And the team that gets five outs in an inning, they're, they're, each, of their score, each of their runs score twice, and yours only scores a half. I mean, that's how they're playing the game. But uh, we need to make sure that we, we follow the rule of law. Otherwise, we will become a, a, a pure banana republic. It will be total anarchy. Unfortunately, I think that's what the progressives want. They want total anarchy. They have, they have broken the, at least the uh, intent of the Constitution they would then like the conservatives to also break the Constitution. Then they will come back and say, well, nobody's following the Constitution. Let's toss it. Lots more to talk about. News and views for our Monday. Stay with us. I'll be right back. show that really makes you think. He is a genius. He's all-powerful. He brought a kind of heat. He could be the best. Just don't hurt yourself, okay? More news and views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back in. It is uh, April the 3rd. 
Hard to believe we're into April already. This <laughs> Holy Week. Monday, Thursday coming up. Good Friday. Easter Sunday. Unfortunately. I just loved yesterday. <laughs> uh, thank you, Hillary. Yeah, uh, thank you, Hillary. You're very nice coming in like that. Um, unfortunately, the weather does not look good for Easter weekend. Lots of rain. So if you want to get out and do something, you better do it between now and Thursday. Uh, looking at the weather forecast, cloudy with occasional showers overnight, a low around 60. Tomorrow, cloudy skies early, then partly cloudy in the afternoon, a high of 78. Tomorrow night, clear skies, a low of 60. Wednesday, Wednesday looks like it's the nicest day of the week, a high of 86 with uh, partly cloudy, partly sunny. Uh, Wednesday night, partly cloudy skies during the evening, giving away to uh, cloudy skies overnight. And uh, cloudy on Thursday, then the rain comes in pretty much on and off for the rest of the weekend. Weather brought to you by our friends at the Ironwood Golf and Country Club. As the weather gets warmer and life gets busier, you deserve time to relax and have some fun. Ironwood Golf and Country Club invites you to become a member and make new traditions with your friends and family on the course, in the pool, at the courts, or while enjoying a meal with beautiful views. Ironwood offers a variety of memberships with no initiation fee required. Contact membership director Jenna Doyle. Become an Ironwood Golf and Country Club member today. Her number is 752-4653, extension 202. By the way, NASA today named the four astronauts who will fly to the moon, not land on the moon, but they will circle the moon by the end of next year, including one woman and three men. The three Americans and one Canadian were introduced uh, during a ceremony in Houston, home to the nation's astronauts as well as mission control. Uh, the four astronauts will be the first to fly NASA's Orin capsule, launching atop a space launch system rocket from Kennedy Space Center no earlier than late next year. They will not land or go into a lunar orbit, or rather fly around the moon and head straight back to Earth. The mission commander, Reed Weissman, will be joined by Victor Glover, an African-American naval aviator, and, and from Jacksonville, North Carolina, our own from White Oak High School and the North Carolina State graduate, Christina Koch. So uh, she holds the world record for the longest space flight by a woman, and then we also have Canadian uh, Jeremy Hansen, all space veterans except for Hansen. So, uh, yeah, a little uh, North Carolina notoriety there. Congratulations to Christina Koch. Um, so, as I mentioned uh, earlier, when I was going through that David uh, Davis Hansen, Victor Davis Hansen piece, of course, Trump has um, announced, by the way, Asa Hutchinson, the former Arkansas governor, <laughs> and Asa, save your money. Uh, he has announced he's running for re president. And of course, Nikki Haley has announced, and uh, 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 Ramaswamy has announced. But um, Joe has not. Joe Biden has not announced yet, and new reports out today that he's not going to announce anytime soon. Biden's announcement was put off until April. Now it has been delayed again, according to a report from Axios. Biden's advisors insist there's no downside to waiting. Uh, well, maybe not if you can find somebody who actually could win. Here's the interesting thing about this, though. The longer Biden waits, the longer others will wait in the wings. Um, I mean, the... the um, 
the psychologist, what was her name, uh, Marianne Williamson or something like I, I, I reported on a couple of weeks ago. I mean, she doesn't have a chance in the world of winning, but she ran last time. She's, you know, one of those out, outsiders uh, that does, doesn't have a chance, but she says she's going to run. But, but no viable candidates have yet announced that they're going to run as Democrats, not even Joe. The longer they wait, the tougher it's going to be to ramp up and the more likely that Kamala's will be the front runner. Kamala will be the front runner. And uh, that's good news for Republicans. So we'll see what happens, but it's uh, going to be interesting to see why, uh, as Joe delays, how it's going to affect the rest of the field. You know, it's he's not much of an incumbent. In fact, numbers are not looking good. Fox ran a story today that uh, basically... Uh, the grades for Joe are, are not good. If there was one grade lower than an F, we'd aim for that, said uh, an individual from Ohio on the street. Uh, Fox went out and just interviewed people that were touring Washington, D.C. Uh, one Delaware man said, uh, he, he you know, home state guy, he's a homie guy. He gave Biden an A. He said he inherited a terrible situation. Sounds like this guy listens to MSNBC. Um, the truth is there's not many in this camp that would ever give Joe Biden an, an A. Biden's approval has dropped from 45% down to 38%, according to a March 23rd Associated Press survey. So, um, all in all, Joe's not doing well. His numbers are terrible. And uh, all in all, Biden's energy policy is sucking mud. He did not, if you, obviously you've probably heard the news today, OPEC nations have cut their uh, oil output, which sent oil prices skyrocketing. Uh, stocks, oil stocks today went through the roof, up 4, 5, 6%. So, uh, you know, this is really an embarrassment for Joe, because what is Joe going to do now? I mean, he's drained the strategic oil supply. The, the oil reserve. So where's he going to go now? He, there's no place to uh, buy votes with Joe's uh, oil giveaway. And if we really had an emergency, we are really up the creek. You know, it's it's sad that people cannot look down at the, the highway and say to themselves, what we have before us does not look good. Because the world has not collapsed yet, people think it never will. So Joe came, went to OPEC back in 2021 and said, hey, release some oil. They ignored him. The second Biden snub came after gas prices in the United States for unleaded and diesel reached their all-time high in June of 2022. Again, they said, go fly a kite. And uh, Joe, Joe has run out of options now. Inflation is terrible, and it's get, getting ready to get a whole lot worse. And the sad thing is about this. I know they want to put, elect, you know, they're all about electric cars, which is a joke because you're burning fossil fuels to produce the electricity to, to charge the cars. Yet these morons, oh, yeah, this is great. Yeah, we're not causing any carbon issues. <laughs> it's like, uh, I won't say what I think. But it, it, it's, it's idiocy. And what makes it worse is, and, and this, this guy I just quoted, this Delaware guy that gave Joe an A, 
he inherited a, uh, a, a terrible situation. No, he didn't. The border was secure, crime was down, and energy costs were down, and we were becoming totally energy independent. We were becoming an exporter of energy, and we could do the same quickly. I mean, if, if Joe actually wanted to get reelected, he would immediately say, start pumping, boys. Start drilling, start pumping. We're going to do everything we can do to become in, independent. Joe cannot think, and Joe is not calling the shots, so that's not going to happen. Poor Joe. By the way, uh, police have announced today, uh, let me back up even further, Covenant Presbyterian Church in Nashville, the church that uh, had the Covenant School where the uh, three adults and three children were shot and killed by Audrey Hale, uh, had worship services yesterday. They came together as a church. Uh, if you go online, you can listen to the message. It's uh, it's pretty profound. Uh, it'll it'll you might not get through without uh, shedding some tears, but nonetheless, um, very profound. And uh, you know they can say that uh, God is still on the throne. You know, despite the evil that is in this world, God has not fallen off his throne, and uh, he is still in control. And, and again, you know, they, they, they and I would look at it this from, uh, you know, while it is so hard for us, as the pastor of that church said of his nine-year-old daughter when she was shot and killed last week, you know, she, she went to school and, you know, she, her, her day was interrupted by gunfire and she was in the arms of Jesus. And, uh, you know, that's how the, the church uh, was looking at the situation for all six of the victims. But police announced today that transgender shooter Audrey Hale apparently had been planning this attack for months, according to a press release. Metro Nash Nashville Police Department gave an update to the investigation of the mass shooting in a press release noting that Hale's manifesto indicated she had been planning for over a period of months to commit mass murder. Hale had also been studying the way other mass murderers had committed acts of violence and acted totally alone, according to police. In uh, collective writings by Hale found in her vehicle, the school parking lot, in the school parking lot, and others found in the bedroom of her home, she documented in journals her planning over a period of months to commit mass murder at the Covenant School. Police said in the press release the writings remain under careful review by the uh, Metro Police in Nashville and the FBI's Behavioral Analyst Unit based in Quantico, Virginia. The motive for Hale's action has not been established and remains under investigation. Hale, who used male pronouns and occasionally went by the name of Aiden, entered the school March the 27th and shot the three uh, children, three adults. And then police took her out. Interestingly, she fired 152 rounds. The two police officers fired four rounds from a rifle and four rounds from a 9mm and took her out. You know, and again, the the uh, pundits out there that want to mock God and ridicule Christians say, oh, you know, you didn't pray enough. So much for answered prayer. Look, this this was answered prayer. Um, now, it is, don't get me wrong, it is heartbreaking that these six people died. But when you consider what other things have happened at other mass shootings and the carnage and the number who have died, uh, it is almost amazing and praiseworthy that there were only six.
Hey, i got to take another time out. Stay with us. More news and views coming right up. This is your Drive at 5 and ENC with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back in. Uh, this, is, this is bizarre. Anheuser-Busch. Budweiser. Budweiser of all, of all brands. I mean, this is the antithesis of what you think Budweiser would do. Anheuser-Busch defended trans, the use of transgender activist Dylan Mulvaney appearing and being used as a Bud Light spokesperson after the beer maker celebrated, quote, 365 days of girlhood. Apparently, they're sending out uh, cans of beer from Anheuser-Busch with this transgender, this biological male, transgender woman, who has incredibly ugly le- I mean, the, the, I mean, These people look like men. And they're coming out and they oh, no, I'm a, I'm a woman. But, but listen what Anheuser-Busch says. Their justification of using this as a spokesperson, they're putting her, his face on beer cans and celebrating 365 days of girlhood, they're saying it, quote, authentically connects with our audience. <laughs> Does anybody else see the irony in that? Authentically connects with our audience. So you're using a biological male that he thinks he's a female, and you're using that to authentically connect with your audience. Oh, my gosh. And this is Budweiser? I, my, my hunch, listen, there is no way they're going to expand their market by doing this. I mean, you stop and think about the dozens of different choices. If you're a beer drinker, you can go and select. I mean, you're going to have a select few in the transgender 1%. Oh, I'll, I'll go get that because Dylan Mulvaney's on the can. The rest of the people... I don't think so. I don't think so. If Walter Jones were alive, he would be justified in saying, I told you so. True conservatives have been beating the drum on unfounded liabilities, long-term debt, and entitlement reform for years. This out of town hall. Late last week, Social Security trustees announced that the program's cash shortfall will arrive a year earlier than previously projected. Reserves for Social Security's largest trust fund are on track to run out as soon as 2033. A board of trustees of the program's accounts said in the report on Friday, the estimate is one year sooner than previously projected for the Old Age and Survivors Insurance Trust Fund, which pays out Social Security benefits to retirees in the trustees' report from last year. If the reserves are depleted, the report projected income for the account would only cover 77% of scheduled benefits. The retirement and disability trust funds together could cover 100% of total scheduled benefits until 2034, according to the report, one year sooner than the board previously reported. If both funds are depleted before Congress can act to replenish them, the government would only be able to cover 80% of the scheduled benefits to the retirees and disabled beneficiaries, the total projected cost of the program started exceeding its total income in 2021. Again, as I said earlier, related to uh, the other story, uh, just inflation and what uh, Joe is doing with energy, uh, 
this is this is what you know this has always been the third rail don't you dare touch it and people think because we have managed to dodge the bullet for so long we'll continue to dodge the bullet DeSantis is now being attacked by Donald Trump I don't know if you've seen the ad it's now airing I, I actually saw it the other day on Fox News attacking DeSantis that he wants to change the uh, protocol for receiving Social Security. Well, Trump himself a few years ago said exactly that. He proposed a number of solutions, including raising the benefit age to 70. And rightly so. He's, and, and by the way, they are inching it up. They need to inch it up a little bit further and a little bit uh, quicker if this thing is going to survive. But he made the point that, well, you know, when we first started Social Security, security you know, decades and decades ago, the life expectancy is not what it is today. And so by reason, we ought to increase the age before you start receiving the benefit. Otherwise, it's going to be gone. And again, people, and oh, you know, we'll just borrow another trillion from China. Again, China doesn't have to attack us. All they got to do is foreclose on us. But uh, and and the DNC when when if if conservatives that really want to save Social Security decide that uh, we we need to go ahead and do something and propose something, they are immediately attacked. Quite frankly, shame on Donald Trump. Uh, he is he is apparently uh, you know, he's attacking DeSantis with this when he himself has proposed the same thing and. I, I don't know if what he's saying about DeSantis, I'm not, I, I do not know off the top of my head what DeSantis has said in the past. My hunch is he has merely said we need to make some hard choices if Social Security and Medicaid and Medicare are going to survive. But, uh, I, again, these people will be attacked and nothing will happen. Listen, this is another prime example of why we need term limits. If you had term limits and people got up there and did what was the right thing to do, knowing I can't be reelected anyway, I, you know, I'm limited to two, two terms in the House or one term in the Senate, if they know that's what they're limited to, they will make the right choice. They get up there and they make decisions based on what will get me reelected. What will get my name in lights in a positive way in the paper, the New York Times and the Washington Post? <laughs> Again, I understand that initially the deep state would be running things as you have a higher turnover. But if you had a higher turnover, and again, when it comes to the deep state, the elected officials knowing I can only be up there for four or six years, they're going to make the tough decisions because they can't come back anyway. We got to get on the timeout. Stay with us. We'll be right back. This is your drive at five and ENC with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk ninety six point three and one zero three seven. Welcome back in another example of uh, don't what don't do what I do, do what I say from the regressive uh, left. Finnish Prime Minister Sanna Marin, the world's youngest female head of government has been ousted by her conservative rivals in Sunday's election. 
Marin's Social Democrat Party finished third in the parliamentary elections, getting just 19% of the vote. She, 37 years old, the fourth youngest head of government. She was the youngest when she came to office in, 19, in 2019, uh, 34. Um, she was not only just liberal and progressive in all our politics, which it doesn't work. I mean, you, you make these glorious promises and it, they blow up. But uh, the other thing is she cracked down on uh, the citizenry. And um, during COVID, strict uh, lockdowns, and yet she was out uh, having a big party. Uh, she went drinking, dancing, hanging out a little bit. And, and these morons put it on social media. I mean, how stupid can you be? Can't make it up. Speaking of morons, Chris Hipkins, New Zealand's newly elected prime minister, refused to define the term woman, arguing that people define themselves when pressed by a reporter. Cut one. Sean, no, no, I just wanted to ask you, uh, given comments like here, Starmer and Britain, how do you and how does this government define a woman? Um, I, to be honest, Sean, that, that, that question's come slightly out of left field for, for me. Um, the, well, biology, sex, gender, um, People define themselves. People define their own genders. Keir Starmer has said that he believes 99.9% .9 of women do not have penises. And I know it's a strange thing for him to say, but given recent events in New Zealand, I'd ask again, how do you define what a woman is? Well, as I've, I think as I've just indicated, I wasn't expecting that question, so it's not something that I've, um, you know, formulated, pre-formulated an answer on. But um, in terms of gender identity, I think people define their gender identity for themselves. <laughs> These morons are hilarious. Oh, that question came out of the blue. <laughs> I mean, that would be like being asked... Do you think the world is round or do you think it's flat? I hadn't expected that question. I, I, don't, I don't know. You know, I, it depends whether you think the world is flat or the world is round. It's your perspective, you know? <laughs> Can you define a woman? And this is, this is the new norm, right? I mean, we've got a Supreme Court justice now who can't define a woman. In the, it was funny, in the 2022 midterms, you had a lot of Democrat candidates that were selling merchandise for women. And yet at the same time, guys like John Fetterman couldn't give you a definition of what a woman was. The Church of England in July of last year also asked the question and argued there's no official definition. The Church of England! Quote, there's no official definition which reflects the fact that until fairly re recently, definitions of this kind were thought to be self-evident. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, I mean, are, are, is it, okay, are, are you going to ask then, uh, do you think most women do not have an Uncle Albert? You think most women do not have male genitalia? 
I couldn't say. I don't know. That would be very hard to figure out. You know, that question's come to me out of the blue. I have no idea. And these people get elected as the head of a nation. Oh. Yeah, don't buy any Bud Light. <laughs> I'm serious. Don't buy any Bud Light. Don't support these morons. Dylan Mulvaney, biological male that thinks he's a woman. Oh, we're going to make our beer more authentic by having a transgender on the label. The Daily Wire is reporting the Norfolk, Norfolk Southern 100 car train derailment. Remember when that happened? And we had all kinds of public officials going and drinking the water, for instance, and telling us, it's safe, it's okay. Uh, it has now come out that numerous people that were on the ground as investigators and people that were private contractors cleaning up the mess, a high percentage of them have gotten sick. Symptoms resolved for most team members as they progressed through the situation. But the ones, ah, it's safe. The ones that were telling you it was safe were getting sick. And we're supposed to, uh, you know, I, I used to be a guy that would actually trust the government. I mean, wasn't it nice when there was a time that you, you thought, I mean, you know that 100% of the stuff that was said wasn't true. But for the most part, you thought the good guys were the good guys and the bad guys were the bad guys and the FBI was on the right side and the postal system would work and people would try to do what was right. They weren't perfect. But now I, I'm a total cynic when it comes to the government. Isn't that sad? Isn't that sad? I don't think I'm alone. I think most people feel the same way. Anyway, continue to pray for our nation. 